Hello, Guardians. Welcome back to Tower Casuals, the Destiny podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Corey Derrigan, alongside me, as always, in his new place of business, the, oh, Captain, my Captain, the Jolly Roger, the Kingslayer himself, Josh Finney. Hi, Josh. Hi, Corey. It, it has, Trevor, I'm saying it, you only have to expect it. It's been, it's been like a fucking month, man. Not a week. It's, it's been a whole ass month. A whole uh, month, he says. I, man, I'm so tired, dude. I sat on, uh, I sat on my aunt's couch for like five minutes this afternoon while I was running a load of laundry, and I just completely fell asleep. Mm-hmm. And she thought she was doing me a favor. She was like, she's like, I just want. I woke up at like six thirty and was like, oh shit, I gotta go because I had like a thirty-five minute drive home. And she was like, well, you fell asleep like an hour and a half ago, and I just kind of let you sleep. I was like, no. I have to go! I still have to eat on the way home! So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very tired, but uh, I've actually gotten good sleep the last two nights. We're, we're in the new place, my thermostat is fucked up, um, so my AC will not turn off at all, which is a problem. At first it was too hot, and then I got the temperature to go down, and now it just won't turn off. So my energy bill is still sky high. Josh uh, locks over here. My washing machine doesn't work. Oh no. One of why? the sh- one of the shocks is broken on it it looks like. Oh. Gross. Yeah, so uh, that's going to be heavy to fix. It's not an expensive part, it's just getting the drum aligned properly is going to be a pain. Right. Um Yeah, just just various things and I'm like, okay. I'm just like, I wish there was something I could do. I just snap my fingers and my whole apartment would be organized like automatically. But I'm currently sitting in my office on the love seat because I don't have a desk cleared off. I don't have a chair for said desk. Hopefully next week I have everything in working order in here. But it's been a very stressful week. I was extremely stressed out during our King's Fall run on Saturday. Um we finished and I think I literally went straight to sleep when we finished. I don't, I don't think I did anything else. I don't even think I bothered with dinner. I just completely collapsed. That's fair. So, uh, as such, I have not gotten a chance to play too much of the season. Um, I finally got to play some the other day and that's pretty much because I woke up in the middle of the night since it was so hot. It was 80 degrees in my apartment. The first night we stayed here. Oh, gross. I, uh, I got up, got my Xbox out of the box that was sitting by the TV and just hooked it up really basic to the back to the back of the TV. And thank God, since I kept all the same network info from AT&T, it just automatically allowed my Xbox to hook up. And I sat down and did like maybe two, three hours of just like seasonal challenges and activities because I had like nothing else to do. And I was like, I got to I got to like wear myself down before I can go to sleep. Mm. So, yeah, I haven't gotten to play with Ark that much. Uh, in fact, when I say not much, I mean at all. Um, it's a little embarrassing. We're 10 days into the season. Haven't even gotten to touch arc yet, but next week we are, I promise we are talking arc 3.0. It's fixed for the resilience bug is fixed for Titans and warlocks as of today's hot fix. Good. Because, um, uh, I was getting murdered out there. Yeah. I, uh, I look forward to being able to talk about that next week. Um, and talk about some more of the weapon roles. Uh, now that I'll have some time to play around with them, but man, 
uh, just, I guess, kind of kicked the show off tonight. King's Fall, man. Just as, be- just as good as we remember it. Just Great. as good. I'm excited because I'm running with some of the uh, the Discord, some of the LFG this weekend. So yes. uh, I'm excited to to do it. And uh, look, I'm a, I heard some things, Andre. I heard through the grapevine that you, you thought King's Fall was overrated. You can see yourself out, sir. Yeah, bye. It's a shame that we got. It's a shame we got to disown you and get get you out of here. I don't know if I'll answer your question this week. Mm-mm-mm. Disappointed. Although I I'm excited, but I hear some of the encounters have changed a little bit. Um, yeah. I mean, War Priest has changed a little bit, and um, so what's, daughter what's daughters and Oryx have changed a little bit. So War Priest, if I remember correctly, I think the knights changed from. Uh, how the knights spawn changed from D1. Um, and I will say that in Daughters and in Oryx, they actually kind of like streamlined how the platforms appear now. Now not everybody has to get on their platforms, only the beginning and the end one have to. Oh, okay. Uh, which actually makes it, I think, a lot easier, personally. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds But you have to do it three times now instead of just one. That's the oh. trade-off. Um, I think that's fine, though, because we've had so much experience, like in the Ascendant plane at this point, Mm -hmm. that being uh, torn between worlds isn't that big of a deal. The Ogres die super fast. The Lightbearer Knights go down pretty easily. Um, But yeah, I mean, the major DPS check for the raid is definitely Warpriest. Golgoroth is completely unchanged. There's nothing different about Golgoroth. Cool. Um, Which both made me happy and took me a while to like grasp because then I remembered like, Oh shit, I actually don't remember how to do Golgoroth. And I'm like <laughs> running on absolute few. Fu- I'm literally running on fumes right now. Uh, when we were in hour three of the raid, funny enough, Warpriest went faster for us than Golgoroth. Oh really? Warpriest, yeah. Like I remember Warpriest Like once you get the mechanics down being super easy, we nailed Warpriest on the second try. Nice. I don't believe we did it first try. We may, uh, yeah, we didn't do it first try. I think we wiped once. Uh, but War Priest ended up actually not being bad at all. Totems we did on the second try, the second or third real try of Totems. We got that down. Um, that's the only encounter with champs, by the way. Unstoppable ogres. That's it. But they will fucking wreck you if you don't deal with them quickly. Yeah. Um, Daughters was a joke. I mean, like second or third real try there. We all took Wardcliff Coil in. Yeah, daughters have always been kind of a joke, though. I never yeah. really found daughters to be hard. Da- daughters isn't hard. It's just it's hard in the sense of you're learning how the torn mechanic works. Essentially, um, Oryx was pretty easy too. Like I'm not gonna lie, Oryx was not that bad. Oryx was a he was an interesting DPS check. But as long as people don't pay it, as long as people pay attention, not don't pay attention, as long as they do pay attention, you're pretty okay um, in Oryx. War Priest is definitely. I would say the hardest DPS check. Mm, okay. So it was a lot of fun. Um, I'm hoping to do a King's Fall spoiler cast with, uh, with nerd generalists sometime early next week. Uh, of course I intended to do it this past week, but you know, yeah. I was busy getting rained out of my apartment. Um, yeah. So me and him are going to sit down and do it. I wanted the perspective of someone who never did King's Fall in D1 to come join me for it. Yeah. When by comparison, it's my all-time favorite piece of Destiny content. So yeah, 
Oh yeah, I'm excited. So it, it was funny because uh, uh, our friend Mitch, who I play a lot with, uh, we actually like <laughs> we just went into that first the the orbs at the beginning. Mm-hmm. We just went in there to just like kind of hype ourselves up. We weren't like trying to do the raid or anything because it was just us two. But we went into, like mm-hmm. that room that you spawn into. And you just see the orbs like floating on those pillars. Mm-hmm. Like it just brought back all these memories and just good feelings. And I was I was so excited when we got in there. I'm like, we gotta get in here. We gotta seeing orcs spawn in in the final encounter was just so good. Like seeing the comparison videos of how he does in D one versus this one, it's like, man, the D one one actually looks really good. It, like it's held up really well, but this was this was special, yeah. And hearing the audible reactions of uh, some of the people in our rating group who had, because when we went through there on day one, only uh, my friend Matt and myself had done it, but we haven't done it obviously in like six or seven years. Like we did it when it first came out, we only did a handful of runs, and then we were done. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the last time I did it was when they brought back all the raids at the end of D one before D two launched, right? Like that, that yeah. Was like, I think that was the last time I did it. I'd say that's when the vast majority of us probably touched it last, right? Like, I don't know too many people mm-hmm. who, personally, who were booting up D1 and going in and doing raids. The mechanics are just so different. Like, it was interesting, like, trying to figure out what we were going to use for damage, because obviously we went for Storm Chaser, but it's... Like, you didn't have linear fusions. You didn't have either type of grenade launcher. You didn't have SMGs. You didn't have glaives. You really didn't have swords. Like... Mm-hmm. getting getting the hang of what things are like and just like the power creep and the abilities like you know they kind of approach things totally differently and i think in a lot of ways that made this an easier raid like it was definitely with the exception of golgoroth it was easier than i remember mm-hmm. um i i will say i did still remember a good chunk of the golgoroth puzzle or the the tunnels before golgoroth i guess i should say after mm-hmm. warpriest before golgi to uh get to the secret chest i did remember yeah. uh where most of the pads were there um glad that remained unchanged the uh the secret chest uh after the jumping puzzle on the ships that's still there um and they've got other secret ones you can work on throughout the you know, like the guaranteed deep sight chest throughout the raid that's a lot of fun too um i look forward to getting in doing another run though i'm really hoping to get in on one this weekend if not um I will definitely be in there next week and probably every week for the foreseeable future trying to get those uh, weapons. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely going to be in there Friday and probably Saturday night and maybe Sunday night. Who knows? I got the I, uh, I got the fusion. I got two drops of the sniper and I forget what other weapon I got. I, I think I got one other weapon. Um, the heavy okay. machine gun. I remember being awesome. I did not get the I did not get the LMG. Um, I got three pieces of armor though. I got the helmet, the chest piece, and the cloak. Nice. Um, that armor. But, I could just I can hear just a one Johnny just being like, you know, super sexual about these hive <laughs> armor pieces. Yeah, it's a little not safe for work. Um, <laughs> overall, though, I mean, man, King's Fall just. I've seen I've seen so many reactions from people who were like, "Man, this was the best thing in D one. It's now the best thing in D, it's now the best raid in D two. Like 
some who have cleared it in both games uh, are saying, you know, yeah, it's the ki- the king has returned. Like it, yeah. the the best Long raid ever has king. returned. Long live the king, except without Scar. Like Scar's not throwing Val the disciple off the cliff or anything here. Um, but I do think this was kind of like this was like the heat check move. I feel from a lot of people who are in leadership positions at Bungie now got their start on this raid in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, you well, know, this is where Luke Smith kind of became like prominent there, right? Like the, he wasn't the, he so. Like... Yeah, Luke Luke rose to prominence with the Taken King because he was the he was actually the expansion director. He, uh, mm-hmm. Vault of Glass had been such a hit internally that and Crota that they elevated him to be the head of the Taken King project, and as such, he also oversaw Last Wish. After that is when they stopped having him do expansions. Mm-hmm or have the game director do the expansion and do the raid. They just decided to have other teams oversee it. But King's Fall, I mean, Vault of Glass, you know, that's how he was introduced for so long. Yeah, Luke Smith is the architect of the Vault of Glass and this and that. Like, that's him stepping in on Vault of Glass maybe a year and a half before release is really what made raids what they would become. Yeah, he wanted a World of Warcraft-style experience. But... Uh, for example, um, Joe Blackburn, you know, now the now game director, he said multiple times, like, hey, King's Fall is the first thing I ever worked on to see that in D2 is just something really special. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe Justin Truman worked on it at one point. We know that the the guys who are heading up the campaign team now got their start on, you know, designing encounters in King's Fall. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, the, I mean... I mean, you look, at, you look at things like the dunking mechanic at the very beginning, like you were talking about that the orb dunking, mm-hmm. that was such a foreign concept to us at the time, and now that's in like every fucking activity. <laughs> yeah, even Gambit, Josh's favorite. Oh my god, fuck Gambit. Um, <laughs> that was just for Rush. That was just for you, buddy. Uh, fuck Gambit. Nobody likes Gambit. Gambit's a waste of space. <laughs> um, I, I I really 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 like like King's Fall set kind of the tone for what the game would become down the line and i think if you look at certain raids you can kind of see where that happens like almost every time a raid comes out and there's new mechanics it's almost like if it's if it's a well-received raid it's almost like a harbinger of what's to come mm-hmm. it may take you a little while to get there but it's a harbinger of what's to come like um i would say some of the encounters in uh what you call it in uh, in leviathan for example you know like picking up the craniums and whatnot like that's something that would that played out in multiple different activities and encounters and end game things. Um, the you know the orb dunking, like we said, uh, there there's stuff in the Wrath of the Machine that would come forward into Destiny Two. There there's so many different things, and that makes me like very nervous. Like, oh god, are we gonna get like we we got like thirty pictures we had to memorize during Vow? Am I gonna get like a whole syllabus for the next raid? Like, am I going to get required bife videos I have to watch before I can come in or something? Just, like, completely right. ridiculously? It, mm-hmm. It's ludicrous, and it's, it's like, I say it half-jokingly, but it's true. Yeah. Like, I, I think that Bungie has made the raids so good and so intricate. Like, I know, like, shout hats off to uh, Elysium. Third raid in a row that they've gotten Worlds First. Yeah. <clears throat> that's just wild and they were behind by a full encounter at one point on the first that's run crazy. that they had to do uh they had a guy who was only pulling 10 fps uh so he had to reset his whole computer and it was like when they were at war priest i think oh no 
they were either at totems or at war priest when they had to do it and they just blew straight through and caught up uh datto i think had the first team at oryx um and them and elysium kind of like fought back and forth for a little bit before elysium definitely pulled ahead um you know challenge mode of course you have to challenge mode on contest mode you have to do all the challenges if you you know finish the phase but you don't do the challenges you're kind of screwed yeah um and like one of the ones for example like in fogoth like i think it's a fogoth everybody has to take his gaze at least once mm-hmm. um and you can't retake the gaze until everybody has taken it yeah which honestly like when when that when that was a challenge in d1 we ended up just doing it that way in general because we felt like it was easier almost yeah i i think it it might be like it could be a tanix in deep stone crypt situation where like oh we go dunk all four orbs and it makes your damage face so much easier mm-hmm. we may take that approach in the future but just i don't know um i like the buff trading in totems a lot there there's a lot of like subtle changes that i think are really good the lighting has never been better in destiny than it was in this particular reprised raid oh my gosh dude i saw like there is uh was it somebody it was either glad or Dado or someone put like the side by side of orcs climbing up into the chamber yeah and i was like they did the destiny one i'm like oh that looks that still looks pretty good but then they showed him climb up in dc i'm like oh my gosh dude what is what is is this running on a ps2 i don't understand it's a special it's a special kind of terrifying oh it's Um, so good man and like Still to this day, man, there's nothing as terrifying as watching orcs climb up into that chamber to start the encounter. I will say Crota chasing me around with a giant fucking sword was pretty high up there. Yeah, but Crota's a lot smaller than Oryx is. It's, it's true. It's true. Um, so if you haven't done King Saul, obviously go in and do it. We're, uh, a lot of us in the Discord have been willing to do and have offered to do Sherpa runs. Mm-hmm. Um I, for one, would really, really, really like to uh, do some more King's Fall. I got to get the Pulse and I got to get the Scout. Um, the Scout is already considered to be the best Scout in the game, just like yeah. by default. Yeah, it was it was really good in D1, too, I remember. Yeah, um, I, def- I had that and I had the Sniper in D1. I remember that. Um, so I'm very excited to go in and get that Scout Rifle, Scout Rifle Supremacy. Um, but yeah, so uh, King- King's Fall, man king's fucking fall uh we do have uh one thing in the twab about king's fall i wanted to read out some of the numbers that are here um let me get to it god damn it of course i don't have the twab open in my tab why not (laughs) it was and it got closed somehow um so the total number of players that emptied uh, or uh, emptied that entered the raid uh four hundred and fifty eight thousand one hundred and twenty and then in challenge mode which is after you got the normal or after you yeah you get the normal contest clear um trying to compete for world's first thirty five thousand six hundred and seventy eight that's that's awesome that's crazy that that's about um that's about on par it really didn't dip that much from the day one stats of vow Deepstone, or vog and those released on saturdays mm-hmm. so um Oh, that's right. This released on Friday. This released on Friday. Um, the amount of people who actually cleared Oryx. So I should say the numbers that I just gave you and I said they were on par. That's typically on par with who finishes the raid in contest mode. Um, 17,107 finished Oryx on challenge mode. 
So that actually is down by about half of what uh, Val and Deepstone were. I like how the TWAB says players that yeeted orcs into oblivion. (laughs) Can can I I pick a bone here? I I think I said this last week, but I'm, I'm actually still very worked up about this, like in a way that I probably shouldn't be. I hate that this is the raid they chose not to do a jacket for. Yeah. And I, I am 100% being salty because it's my favorite thing, but I'd rather have a jacket for King's Fall than a fucking raid ring. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I just, okay, cool. Like, you talk about something that was like a funny novelty one time, and now we've uh, suddenly had three of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, one every, one every summer, it seems. I, just, I don't know. I, I wish there were, there was like a King's Fall shirt or something, even if it wasn't a Bungie reward and it was just in the shop, because... I think that the like the title is cool. It's Kingslayer. I think the art print looks really good. I heard great things about the Vogue one and really regretted not buying it. So I'm going to be ordering the King's Fall one to frame and put up in my office. Um, there's the raid pin that they're doing because they're going to do raid and dungeon pins, you know, all the time now, and it has Oryx on it, which looks really cool. But like, man, I just really wish there was like. Kind of like in Garden, they did a shirt with the Sanctified Mind on it. Like, give me one with, give me one with Oryx, man. Yeah, give me one with Oryx. Like in one of those like sketched out style cutscenes that we've had. Oh, yeah. uh, I think that could be really cool. But anyways, I digress. I don't need more Destiny shirts. I needed yes, to save do. some money. I bought the Lightfall Collector's Edition last week, which is a problem. Uh, Still available, by the way. It, they made a lot extra this time, and I do think that also what's contributing to that is that um, um, oh god, I just lost my train of thought. Uh, it's not like the Vex fish isn't something that people are going crazy for. Like they did a Hive Ghost. Yeah. Like the Hive Ghost was a unique thing that everyone went ape shit for right away. Yeah. Well, the the the. Puka fish ghosts should have been in Lightfall, like with Lightfall. Like I don't, like I understand. It is. Like I, no, I mean like it should have been the collector's edition thing with Lightfall, or with a uh, Beyond Light. Sorry. I mean, <laughs> if it had actually been in the game, sure. I understand why it was the Shard of Darkness. I just think like man, the Beyond Light collector's edition was pretty lackluster. Like I look at the ones they've done since Shadowkeep. And that's yeah. like the odd man out for me, I think. Yeah. No, um, Lightfall was, or, uh, God, I keep calling it Lightfall. Beyond Light was like really kind of disappointing. Like, I didn't even really care. In, in terms of like the collector's edition, sure. Like, I, I still think, the, I think the campaign, like, the storyline obviously was solid. We've, we've both talked about it oh, ad, no. ad nauseum. I just meant the, the collector's um, edition. I didn't mean I, And I think that was like kind of a, a special situation, too. Like, we were in a, we were in the like, worst parts of the pandemic at that point uh that was when they had to give it the the uh, three-month delay too out of september so i'm not overly shocked that that was a, ultimately a bit disappointing um but i i think they kind of heard that feedback because i mean you look at the witch queen one when they gave us they gave us the hive ghost and the music box but the music box interacts with so much different stuff and you know with you know you have to figure out puzzles related to it and everything i, I think that was really cool look forward to seeing what the lightfall collector's edition is like 
I had to update all my shipping info for what I have at Bungie on pre-order, and I was a little embarrassed to send them, like, seven order numbers the other day and be like, uh, all this has to ship to my new place. Wow. So, uh, definitely very excited about uh, collector's editions, about more merch that I'm buying, but uh, in regards to King's Fall, I'm going to save a lot of money because there's no jacket, and uh, I'm not buying a Oryx Raid Ring. Just yeah, saying. That's where, that's where I draw the line on my Bungie merch. Not the $250 Nerf gun. It's the Raid <laughs> Ring. Here's the thing, though. If they make an Oryx statue... This, uh, that Bro, if they Sabathun. make one like the fucking Sabathun statue, wow. I'm buying it. Oh, yeah. I'm buying it. Straight up. Yeah, that's like that's like the only thing I want for my... for my birthday or christmas is that our, uh, is that savathun statue our friend colonel panic got the savathun statue and he got his shipping info the other day yeah cool i'm very very curious to see what that looks like in person and i'm sure it's gonna make me immensely mad that i decided not to pull the trigger on it mm-hmm. it's one of those things like my girlfriend said i could pull the trigger and i was like no this feels like a test this feels like a test. This feels like a test. Like, I'm the guy who just spent over the last, like, 12 months easily 300-something dollars on lightsabers. Okay, like, I I don't think I can get away with this again. We have actual, like, things we need to buy for this apartment and things that we'd like to do. And uh, I don't think that me buying a $200 numbskull statue is uh, in the budget that I made up. So, yeah, I look, if they make an Oryx one, though, I'm if they make an Oryx one, I'm prepared to take out a small loan. Yeah, Mm. I'm not even joking. Like, I'm fully I'm fully prepared to borrow money from people to make it happen. Mm -hmm. So I would like a little Guardians, though, like a little Hunter, Titan and Warlock, like just for like scale. Give, give me yeah. to him like D miniature size that would be great um i do i do like the numb skull statues though i i i, 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 I do as well it feels like after this season though like saint has to be the next one yeah uh, well i mean Shax is the next one supposedly leaked by that big bad toy store that's so, true that's I true no i mean i would look I would love a Saint 14. I would love a Mithrax. Give me Mithrax. I've told you, if Mithrax happens, unspeakable things are going to be committed to make sure that I secure one in the first batch. Look, I want... I I, I just want every single character in these stupid Numbskull statues, and I don't care. Let's let's, let's hit a couple things from the TWAB. Light TWAB this week, light episode this week. Uh, Let's just... Let's hit it real quick here. That's um, let's do it. There's some stuff in here about Crucible, about loose skill-based matchmaking. Uh, SBMM, you've probably seen a lot of people complaining about this if you follow prominent Crucible players. Full disclosure, I have not had a chance to actually sit down and play any control yet this season. Um, I played a little bit of Mayhem to unwind uh, one night right before my move, and that's about all I've been able to sit down and do in terms of Crucible. Um, a couple people I talked to said they didn't really notice a huge change, but I've seen prominent PvP players have been upset and complaining because, oh, I've never had so many people right. leave my matches before. And 
somebody I like to follow on Twitter, JP Deathblade, he kind of did the math real fast. Bungie says that uh, people who quit matches are up from 8% to 12%. So if you had as many players as they say that they had here uh, in the first week, which is, let me get that number. They gave us a number, 140,000 more hours of Crucible. That's not what we're looking for. There, there was one, but it came out to something like over 100,000 players, like unique players were like quitting out of their matches last week. And I just, I can't believe I'm having to have this conversation about casual Crucible, right? But maybe it's time to start implementing a, you like you left your team. Mm-hmm. penalty i mean we all have things that come up in life right like a, a kid falls and hurts themselves we gotta throw our controller down you know emergency happens etc but there i think there's gotta there's gotta be something you have to do something to punish them because like people are just leaving because they don't like the matchup that they're up against oh i'm up against like a four or five stack i gotta get out of here and i don't think that implementing freelance for every single game type is a remotely feasible option either I don't think it is either. So I, I don't know what you do. I, I, if you're Bunchy, I think you're between a rock and a hard place because you know that you have... And uh, Alan Blaine, to to his credit, does talk a lot about, like, basically we know that, like, the buck stops with us. Like, it's in our it's in our uh, DNA here. But uh, starting at reset on August 23rd, loose skill-based matchmaking control was supposed to go live. Instead, players who joined control found they were matched up against anyone and everyone. Skill didn't matter. Neither did platform. Um, and it's funny because I had already seen people complaining about skill-based matchmaking, and then they realized when Bungie tweeted out at like 7 o'clock Central that nothing had really happened, and they were just complaining to complain. Um, uh, this illustrates why we do a few things. Uh, one, we do our updates and weekly resets on Tuesday rather than Friday, so when something unexpected happens, no one pulls weekend heroics to fix the game. And two, we make changes in one location first to make sure it's stable before expanding it to other uses, especially when we are exercising systems that have not been changed recently. Um, Nee talks a little bit about default matchmaking and what the... uh, what the, what the deal is with matchmaking times. So like them being up slightly is actually a sign of health that's looking for the best possible match and not just based on connection. Um, do, 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 do. In its first week of season, a plunder 140,000 more hours of control had been played than in the first week of season of The Haunted. We had an 11% increase in the total number of players playing control. Uh, talks about matchmaking times a little bit. Uh, they went up on average five to ten seconds. That's healthy because it means it's evaluating the best possible uh, experience for you. Um, skill differences. Uh, skill differences we see in control is pretty stark. With that skill-based matchmaking, only 10% of matches had 600 or less skill difference between the highest and the lowest players. With SBMM on, we see 80% of games have had separation or, or le- have had that separation or less for 90% of games without skill-based matchmaking. The average skill of all players within a game was between 300 and negative 100. We see a significant number of games with a high average of 600 skill and regularly lows negative 500. Um, game outcomes. Mercy games are down 4%, not as much as we hope, but shrinking a little day by day and games where the score threshold has been met remains steady and games that go by time rose by 4%. These are all well within range, and we expect the first few weeks will be make more chaotic than normal. As players readjust their play styles from optimized play against a wide variety of players to optimized play against similarly skilled players, the skill system will adjust to reflect those changes. Um, 
Here's the here and here's the one about quitting. Um, percentage of players quitting before the end of matches risen from eight to twelve percent in the first week. This is especially bad with matches designed to be balanced with twelve equally skilled players. We're still investigating to see if this is a specific cohort of people or play style, uh, or if this is natural player reaction to a new system. I I will tell you right now. I do think that part of it is just I don't want to be here, or is an accident that I loaded in, but. God damn, man! I don't know if I saw a few of these guys load into Crucible. I may not. I I may be talking a tall tale here. I may be bailing out of there too. Most of the analytics have been positive. Uh, considering this a new this is a new experience and will take folks some time to getting used to. We're taking a few steps now. We're extending the time that loose skill based matchmaking will sit and wait for the best connection quality between group leaders. Hopefully, this will increase the overall connection quality when uh, matchmaking goes past two minutes. We have new analytics coming online soon, which should give us a better peak, a better picture of the connection quality between all players within minutes and uh, or within matches and not just group leaders. We're going to be adding quitter protection to Crucible in a future patch. So that's what we're asking on quitter, uh, quitter protection. So, uh, and then uh, on Tuesday is Iron Banner, man. There's not a whole lot here, but I do think it's substantial enough. Like they're starting to share some of those statistics with us, which now it seems like they're going to be able to share those more and more. Yeah. Um, rather than just leaving you around guessing. Um, I don't know. Like any thoughts? I don't know if you've been able to play any Crucible yet either, Corey. I I only played some Mayhem to get my seasonal chunk done. You know, like gotcha. a seasonal challenge. So I mean, I don't. I mean, Crucible is not really my thing. I I've been screaming about wanting skill based for a while now. I've never had a problem with that or with connection based, honestly. So uh, I look forward to seeing how I actually fare in there. That's for sure. Yeah, I just uh, you know. I want to go have fun. I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> Crucible is just not my thing. Yeah. Um. Da, 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 da. We talked about King's Fall already. Honestly, that's that's, that's really about it. Like, I'm not. I'm not going to read through this whole interview with Elysium. If you guys want to read it, you can go do it. Um. They are working on the back end for things with photosensitivity. Um, <clears throat> for people who like flashing lights cause seizures um, yeah. because there are a lot of uh, areas where that can happen. Uh, new Prime Gaming Bundle featuring Darcy, Ooh, uh, Darcy. is up. Yeah, there's a special emblem and a uh, ghost projection. They're both in there. Um, if you have not watched the movies of the movie of the week, which is Titans versus King's Fall, I encourage you to go watch it. Uh, people well, were was that the one where they're like dashing through the air? It's the one where they're they're doing the thunder crashes continuously all the way up yeah. to Oryx. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that one was pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, I, I liked that one. Um, man, I just I look forward to seeing what else comes out of all this. Um, where was there was one other one that I was going to uh, read out. Um, with all the PvP talk, please remember we are always taking in feedback. Sometimes that feedback won't make it into the game for a billion and one different reasons, but you never know in what other ways your input can inspire equally important changes to the world of Destiny. Um, there were some sentiments made um, today and like yesterday and stuff like about, you know, crucible issues and basically being like man if you guys were like a little bit more respectful 
there would probably be a bigger, deeper conversation for everybody to be a part of, and not just a handful of content creators. Yeah. But, you know, we we all know how I feel about uh, the PvP mains. I don't know, Josh, tell me, I forget. Fuck them. <laughs> Too aggressive? Too aggressive. I don't think it was aggressive enough. Um, but yeah, there, there's really not a lot. There's not a lot. Uh, first couple twabs of a season, especially after the reveal of an expansion, are usually pretty light. They don't have any subclass 3.0 stuff to go over with us right now. Um, so th- things may be a little, little uh, easy pickings uh, for a couple weeks, which honestly is just, I think, relieving news to both of us right now. Yeah. Like... I want to continue. We've been so we've been so go 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 like for the last couple months that it's just like yeah, and like not even just in game, like just in general, like life has just been like nonstop, like pedal to the metal, and like I'm feeling it tonight because I'm I'm like feeling myself fading, um, and hoping I don't accidentally dose off in my chair while we're doing this. But (laughs) the light. uh, I, I wanted to I wanted to talk about something before we get to listener questions in the lore corner uh since this is this is a fairly short episode and that's on the topic of reusing content um there was a minor of course where else from it uh reddit and twitter controversy this week uh when you go and do the pirate hideout um basically the end of the storyline for the week for this week mm-hmm. you go in and it is the hideout is almost exactly a recreation of one of the lost sectors from the uh from mars mm-hmm. i almost said from the moon uh from mars in destiny uh two it's where we actually get the uh the lore because aldrin's ship is there and we get the lore that he's still alive mm-hmm. um that he's he definitely survived the uh the bombing of uh, Mara's fleet by Oryx. He was one of the only survivors, if not the only one. Yeah. And there were actually people upset, getting mad that Bungie used this. And it's like, you know what? It's a 90 second mission. Why are you so worked up about this? Like, I guarantee you, nobody fucking cares that they used a lost sector. Like, I would rather see them do reskins on this kind of stuff so that we can get actual stuff built for important things. Yeah. Look, I, I just, my, I don't get it. I don't understand. I don't either. Like, I just, especially a game that's this big, and this, like, complex mechanically, and all the things that are available to players now. Like, if they reskinned a lost sector, who cares? It is one mission. It's one mission. It's one mission. You're going to be in for less than three minutes. Yeah, and you're never coming back to you. like who fucking cares if you think that's bad like I invite you to load into Catch Crash which a lot of the interiors there are lifted straight from the Shadow Thief Strike in yeah. V1 or, and it makes sense to use this shit again yeah or you know I, even going back to D1 you go in and when you get your subclass it's on a freaking Crucible map first of all it's not even like a reskin Crucible map it's yeah. just the Crucible map you know like they've done this stuff all the time it, it's the it's time, just frustrating like, and it's it's just annoying at this point to see these complaints because it feels like damn y'all are really going to complain about literally anything you can aren't you yeah. like i don't i don't know what else to tell you guys because you're clearly not going to be happy with anything it's like, like no wonder no wonder bungie doesn't want to like 
continue no, to nobody hates destiny more than destiny players like uh, right. it's something i've said about star wars for years but man it's it, if it's not becoming true with things like destiny and halo like i don't i don't get it i i guess i just wanted to get your take on that uh that was something that's like kind of been sweeping through in the last 24 hours and it seems like it's dying down today yeah but it doesn't feel like it's totally gone either like i'm sure this is going to be something that they continue to ding bungie for for a long time uh even though joe blackburn did clarify last week they have no plans to vault any more expansion content from anything um but he said basically said never say never he goes he basically was like i'm saying that so that you guys don't like murder me like they also are always that they're vaulting the season stuff they are vaulting the season stuff which they need to yeah but they were always clear about that from the beginning like they won't always vault all of it if it makes sense to stick around they'll let it stick around i'd be honestly i'd be very surprised if the leviathan went away and they didn't just like repurpose it for next year yeah I'd be a little surprised. The Leviathan's a massive fucking ship. Um, I can see like, the... Especially if the story goes where, like, you are fighting, uh, like, if you're fighting Callus and you end up beating him or whatever, and Keitel ends up using the ship as her fleet, like, as her fleet leader. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, something like that. I, I think that, you, you know, you have avenues you can go there, and I just think that overall... Like, if there was a locate, if there was something to stick around from the seasons we've seen so far, like the PsyOps Battlegrounds feels pretty obvious that those are going to go to the Vanguard playlist, just like last year's Battlegrounds. Um, I don't think the Sever missions will. They're just not long enough and dense enough to be able to do those in Vanguard Ops, I don't think. But I, I don't know. I, I think that there's there's some great things coming, obviously when it comes to the strikes and the Vanguard playlist, so we talk about things that are going to be carried over. I just wonder how much gets carried over. Like how much are you really going to like beef up destiny Two between now and the final shape? Because, you know, they gave another interview, bunch of gave another interview today where they said, um, they are dead set on getting LFG here by the time of the quote, next D one raid, the next reprise D one raid, and that they are supremely confident, quote unquote, that they will be able to release skill or not skill based God that they will be able to um, now I'm losing my train of thought. They'll be able to implement uh, LFG before the final shape. Um, I would be very surprised if it didn't soft launch with whatever raid comes back next year, which at this point, I think we can pretty much pencil in that it's King's fall. You mean or not King's fall wrath of the machine. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, when, when I say I've had almost no sleep this week, this is what you're getting. Um, Wrath of the Machine feels yeah. feels like an obvious choice. They would be able to tie it into the seasonal narrative of, well, we need absolutely everything we can to fight back against the darkness. Let's go with some of the Cloud Riders and uh, find, uh, you know, some remnants of SIVA in a lab. You know, you could set up a really great story where, you know, Anna and Rasputin are there, and maybe it causes... Uh, Rasputin and uh, Saladin to come to an agreement. You know, we just want to protect humanity. That would be really interesting. And that'd be really powerful. Um, So Corey, with that being said, with that being said, let's go, let's let's go to questions. Let's do questions. Yeah. Right. It's definitely a, uh, it's a bit, it's a bit of a slow week, but you know, the beginning of seasons always are, I want to hit the, uh, the seasonal story pretty hard and heavy uh next week really start delving into all that we're gonna hit some lore tonight 
but I want to dive into the story more next week. Our first question comes to us from the Discord. Uh, we have, uh, oh God, we have several questions, actually. I thought we only had like three or four. We have like seven of them in here. Uh, from Andre. We got to kick off with Andre's question. Moving forward with Lightfall, all the cool thing, new things we've been getting with the Strand, Grapple, etc., what's one thing you would like to see brought to life going forward, as in a new social space, two-person sparrows, etc.? Uh, for me, the answer is obvious. I've been really clear about this for a long time. Uh, player ships. Player ships is the next bastion yep. of what they do for a social space, I think. Yeah. I think it would be cool, too, if like you had your own personal ship, and then you had like a clan ship. I was like, just about to say that. I think that would be really cool if like, or you had like a clan wing. Yeah. Where like, you know, you could see what all like your clan is doing or they can like decorate this wing of your ship or whatever. I think that would be really cool. Or like, it could be like a dock for your clan, like your ship. You could fly your ship to your clan ship and you could dock in and like, you'd have your own room in the clan ship and like, you know, just kind of hang out. I think it would be super cool. Yeah, I, I think, like, the hangar or, like, a sparrow garage would be, like, the cool place for, like, your clan to be. Like, uh, whoever's there in the ship with you, like, oh, there's a designated place for, like, uh, friend sparrows or friendships to spawn in. Um, yeah. I like that. I, I want, like, I want, like, a guild hall where, like, there's trophies of things that you've done as a clan. Like, if you've gotten Worlds First, it would be really cool to see, like, a belt in there, for example. Um... But just, like, give me trophies of these encounters. Like, we have, you know, Tanix's head, we basically gave to Elsie to put in the little hut out there. Let me have that up there. You know, let, let me taxidermy that? some of these guys. Let me let me predator that shit, you know? Let me, can, let me... can we get a Destiny? Is that the mobile game from NetEase, Destiny's Taxidermy? Oh, no. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> Gross. Tra Trauma Center Destiny Edition? Oh, no, that's... No. <laughs> Hey, Nintendo could get a Destiny game. It's true. It could actually run on their consoles, maybe. It would still require a push to talk, though, so it's not worth it. No, it'd be a cloud version. Oh, God. Even worse. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, A1Johnny writes in, Now that we have all the 3.0s, what subclass do you gravitate towards? Um... Not I mean, factoring in needing something specific for a specific activity, i.e., a tether or a I, well. I mean, I'm still, I still gravitate toward void, toward sentinel Titan. Yeah, I, I mean, bubble, bubble is life for me at this point in shield throwing. It's the one I'm yeah. most comfortable with. I, it's the one I know, like, I know I'm going to be at my best no matter what activity I'm doing with right. with void. You know, and uh, I got a lot of great exotics for it for void uh master worked and done because that's you know my build is a is a sentinel titan i have a bubble build i have a shield throwing build i have you know it's that's where i'm most comfortable at i think for me it's funny because i always played solar i've always been a solar guy but i really love and i, I keep seeing people say that like they feel like hunters got the short stick with void and like really i think we kind of flew under the radar but if you really know how to use that kit you know how to use it um i said i was doing so good with my dodges actually that i found out that when you dodge and go invisible uh in golgoroth you lose his gaze uh which was a oh. problem i was trying to get away from the orbs that he shoots because i couldn't shoot him quick enough and uh i dodged and all of a sudden it went away 
and we couldn't oh, figure man. out why I was doing that. And finally, I just had to like botch a run to see if my theory was correct, and it was. Um, it, it is what it is. Um, I, I don't know. I, I want to play Ark before I make a definitive judgment, but I feel like as they as they are right now. I like Void best for the utility and for the abilities and like the buffs I can give my teammates. I like our Solar a lot, but I w would be hard pressed to say that, you know, Blade Barrage or Golden Gun are favorite supers for me. Um, and not in a bad way. Like I, I still really like, uh, I still really like Blade Barrage, but man, it's. Yeah. I don't know. Gunpowder Gamble was fun. I just, I still gravitate towards Void. Um, I, I just like the kit overall better. Uh, I'm hoping that Ark kind of changes that for me a little bit, though, honestly. Um, yeah. And for the record, Johnny said that uh, even when it was bad, I always connected with the Striker Titan. It was the first super I popped as a Titan. It'll be the last super I cast before the darkness takes me. Uh, John always asks me, can I eat it? And That's why uh, his name is Yeetus Deletus, right? Yeah, I uh, I was really hoping he would secretly do it to uh, Oryx when we were final standing him. I really hoped Johnny had Striker Titan on without telling anybody. And then he just would run out there and yeet straight into Oryx. Uh, our next question comes to us from Tiger Jesus 64 Yeah, Tiger Jesus. How long do you think we will get new aspects or fragments for the subclasses? I'm going to be honest. I don't really see us getting any more aspects. I could see us getting some more fragments aspects. If they did it, it would have to be like a taking or not taking King a forsaken level. Hey, we're adding all this functionality to these classes now. Yeah. Um, I if anything, they're about to have five subclasses to have to juggle for three different actual classes. Mm -hmm. So I don't see them doing too, too much more, especially with the light subclasses. I think they're going to let those cook for, you know, three to six months. Maybe we see another yeah. pass before lightfall. But if anything were to get some updates now, I feel like it would be stasis. But even yeah. that I think is next summer at best. Yeah. I mean, I think stasis was like the test bed for the light subclass. It was. Right? And then, oh, it, abso it absolutely was. Um, and, like, and Strand is going to run the same way. Yeah. And so like they're looking at these, the light subclasses. They're like, okay, we've got this down. Maybe, like you said, maybe they do a pass at stasis before or right after strand comes out just to right. like give it a little refresh but after like i just don't see them really i just don't see them really doing anything with both subclasses at this point you know especially i, if, I like, agree especially if they're gonna maybe potentially add a sixth one with final shape like i don't know i don't see it um we have our next question god we have like seriously like seven or eight questions tonight uh, we saw um, on twitter too i will get to the twitter one I'm, I'm going through the discord right now uh joasis writes in what is your opinion on origin perks and what has been your favorite one so far i mean i don't really have any opinion on origin perks to be honest i don't really care about them to be honest I, I kind of fall down in the same way. I think Vice Stinger is really the only one that I'm like, yes. Yeah. I really, really like this one. Mm -hmm. But beyond that, I I also struggle to say that there's one that I'm like absolutely in love with. Yeah. I was I was thinking about the ones on the on the armor or in the or in the weapon. Yeah. 
because uh, so Vice Stinger for you know those who aren't who maybe don't remember uh, is the origin trait that's on uh, a lot of Vice weapons like Crate and uh, the new Taipan that we like as well as Reed's Regret. And uh, damaging an enemy with this weapon has a small chance to reload the magazine and increase movement speed while aiming down sights. Bows receive faster draw speed and swords receive faster charge rate while this perk is active. Uh, so, as awesome. someone who uses straight a lot, a lot, I love that. I love that perk. Yeah, I, I think it's really good. I like that. And uh, oh god, I'm trying to remember what the other one that I liked so much was. I want to say it was Psycho Hack. Um, from the uh, so, so, uh, Sabathun's Throne World. Yeah. Uh, let, me, let me look it up. Yeah, uh, sustained damage from the weapon lowers the target's damage output for a short duration. Now, if only the Throne World weapons were fun to use. Yeah. I don't even, I, I don't even know if I could name you one Throne World weapon that I have either on me or in my vault, like, at all. Yeah, uh, I'd be I'd be hard pressed as well. I think I have a few from like when I was leveling that I just haven't deleted yet. Yeah. But that's about it. I just never found like any that I was like super in love with. Um, Rush Jet writes in, "What's something you do every time you play Destiny that does not involve Destiny? For example, I'm always playing music on Spotify when I play. Mm. I mean, um, I need to." I'm usually listening to a podcast or watching yeah. something on a second screen. Like, uh, like I've been watching She-Hulk, so I've been, you know. I, uh, I I like to let TV that I've watched a few times through kind of play in the background sometimes. Um, or I'll listen to a podcast, but I'm almost always in a party with friends. Uh, and I can't have music or anything going on because uh, I will not be able to pay attention to all three things. Yeah. Um, so I just... If I'm playing solo, I'm like grinding some stuff out, like grinding Legend Lost Sectors or something. I'll throw on a little bit of music, or I'll throw on a pod, um, or again something I've seen a million times. I think Netflix is getting tired of me watching things like uh, Friday Night Lights repeatedly, or Apple's getting tired of me replaying Ted Lasso a million times. Um, but yeah, you find your comfort shows, and that's like what I can kind of put on here. The only problem is I fall asleep to my comfort shows pretty often. So I'm, my brain starts going, oh, well, you know, hey, it's one in the afternoon. You're playing some Destiny. It's time to go to sleep. Let's go, man. One. Yeah, I think uh, they're, they're getting tired of me uh, watching Ted Lasso too many times. But uh, we all have our comfort shows that we fall asleep to. So that's why I can't watch them in the middle of the afternoon. Uh, Corey, I'm going to let you answer this next question first. All right. Uh, how would you make Gambit worth spending time in again? Oh, no. Uh, why do I have to answer this question? I hate Gambit. Because like, my solution is just delete it. Yeah, but look, you know what you do, Josh. Here's what you do. Okay, you pull it out for six months, rebuild it, and relaunch it with Lightfall. I agree. Yeah, or you know, just take it out, put some of your like junior people on it, and never bring it back. And you say, oh, you know what else needs reprised? Prison of Elders. You can bring that back. That's way better than Gambit ever was. Yeah, I would. I'd rather have it. No skull loss, though. You can leave skull loss dead in the basement of prison. <laughs> skull loss can go. You know. Yeah. No. My. I'm. I'm sorry, Rush. But uh, you know, where he, he Rush told us that Gambit is fine and okay. Please be nice to my son. Here, no. Fuck Gambit. Here's the thing. Here's the nicest thing I can say about Gambit. Okay. 
it is a neat exists. It is a neat idea on paper, and it gave us the drifter. Those are the two. It did nice give us. It did give us drifter. I think drifter's grown beyond gambit now, though. Yeah. Um, no, I'm. I know that, but like he exists because gambit. Right. Exists. Right. So. Uh, but yeah, gambit can go die in a fire. I don't care. Yeah, gambit's. Uh, well, Sorry. it's over. No. <laughs> we got that cool scout rifle a couple seasons ago, though. I'll give it back. Can die in a fire. Yeah, Serpent Leader's pretty great. Uh, we have one final question, and it's on Twitter. We just got done with all the Discord questions. Um, this question, I'm going to scroll all the way back to it, comes into us from uh, TJ Kemp 405 over on Twitter. What exotic do you think they bring back for Wrath of the Machine, or do they make a new SIVA weapon? And uh, you and I both uh, had a conversation going with him today uh, because Outbreak would have been the logical choice, but that came back years ago. Yeah. So I, I think it ha- in my opinion, I think it has to be a new exotic. Yeah. I mean, my my thought was, I mean, I like your thought about the, the trace rifle. The Siva's trace rifle sounds really cool. It just sounds so, like, easy. Yeah. My thought of any of any gun to ever be a trace rifle, a Siva stream makes the most sense. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how viable it would be or how cool it would be, but my thought would be like you reforge Radagast blade. I I know that <sighs> I know you don't like that's technically not like a weapon, but it was the first artifact. I mean, for Titans, so it would be fine. I, I could I could I could see it happening. Um, I was just trying to think of like exotics that were added with rise of iron and i mean there's the really <sighs> but that's not I, really if, th- if that was the fucking raid exotic there would be riots in the street no i mean i agree with you i just i'm trying to think of exotics that came with rise of iron i think that uh i think that young wolf's howl uh would actually make sense something like Along the line of, of what you said, except a little bit different, you said uh, you wonder if they would take some of the old Iron Banner weapons and turn them into an exotic like Radagast Blade or Yolder's Hammer. Yeah. Um, I would think that if they were, if Young Wolf's Howl comes back, I would love to see an exotic pursuit quest tied to Iron Banner. Yeah. Um, that you could get that in, but it would have to be like in a season where we see the death of Saladin. Oh, I got or the season after. Yeah. Okay. So I brought up a list of Rise of Iron exotics. I actually have a really cool idea that would tie into not only Rise of Iron, mm-hmm. but into Siva. But you would have to really manipulate the weapon a little bit. Hit me. What if they brought Kavastov back as a Siva weapon? <sighs> that could be interesting. Um, I mean, if Wrath of the Machine really is the raid next year, I would think that at that point, Kvostov would... Pr- I think it's a good idea. I just, like, I've kind of become convinced thinking about, like, everything that's happening or could be happening, especially, like, if Earth is assaulted in Lightfall. Like, mm-hmm. say we have to come back and fight our way through the streets again like we did Red War style. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see us having to pick up a Kvostov off the ground. Mm-hmm and it being given to us during the course of the campaign, I feel like that's going to happen mm-hmm. at some point. I'm actually shocked that they didn't put it in when they uh, changed new light to be the Cosmodrome. Yeah. Well, they, I mean, the white, the white square version is in there. Like the, yes. Uh, and I kept, I kept it when I started my Hunter. 
during New Light because I was. I like, think I did too. I was like, I'm not. I'm not getting tricked by this again. <laughs> no, no, we're we're not going through this yet again. Um, uh, but the other the other weapons the other weapons that were brought back, which could also be. I mean, they brought in uh, Nemesis Star and Nova Mortis. Uh, Young Wolf's Howl, Trespasser's already back. Icebreaker Year Three. They, they... Icebreaker's never coming back. Yeah, I I know Icebreakers and something called Abandon. What is Abandon? Uh, Abaddon was uh, it was a solar oh, LMG. Oh, okay. I don't know how I got Abandon out of that. I wish I could read. Uh, but out of those, out of those weapons, I feel like, <laughs> I mean, I don't even know what you would bring back out of that. I don't think you can, and I think that's why it has to be an original weapon or like something we've only ever heard about, like in the lore, maybe. Yeah. Um, Which would be what? I don't, I don't know, but I don't think it would be an Iron Lord's weapon because Axis isn't the one that killed the Iron Lords. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, they would, that's they the would, only reason why none of that makes sense to me. Yeah, if they're going to bring back the Iron Lords weapons, it would have to be a uh, like there would have to be like a story reason. Where you're going right. into see, like Siva, like site six, I, or another site. That my my back. idea would be like if you have a season where like Saladin dies, mm-hmm. that you get a quest to unlock his axe as an exotic. Yeah, but do you really want an axe and an exotic? What what are Saladin's weapons? Yes. Like, what weapon does he yes. have besides the axe? Yes, you get you get to summon his wolves. Oh my god, that'd be so cool. Yes, give me that. Give me that. <laughs> give me give me give me a sparrow that runs with a pack of wolves behind it or in front of it. I don't care. That would which. be that would be pretty great. I would actually really love that. <laughs> give me give me a cabal variant too with some war beasts. Yeah. That'd be cool too. Man, I don't know what <sighs> weapon you would bring back for this. I mean, I'm even looking at like I just I just don't know. <laughs> I wish I had an answer. I, th- I think we're very close to the point where they say, all right, no more D1 weapons are coming over. We're done. Um, I'm a little surprised that Trespasser was actually the season pass exotic last season. Yeah. So it's like, man, that just kind of feels like the ultimate laziness. Like, uh, well, we're just going to throw in a weapon from, uh, you know, D1 here. Go. Yeah. Cool. Uh, oh you can't gosh. do something like Dreg's Promise or anything because no. it has nothing to do with it. I'm looking at I'm looking at D uh D one exotics that they could potentially bring back. And I man, Necrochasm's in here. Oh my gosh, Fabian strategy. What a what a waste of an exotic. Uh, we've heard you. You want more Destiny One exotics. Here's Universal Remote. Uh let's see. What about no, that's not. I Pocket Infinities on this list. Um, I, I just I feel like we're at the point where none of them matter anymore like we have so many better options than d2 now yeah like honestly if all that we ever got back from d1 at this point was oh here's wrath of the machine and that was the last major activity that they brought over mm-hmm. like before whatever we figure out what the fuck goliath is yeah. i would be okay with it yeah I'd be okay if that was the last pinnacle activity. Like, yes, I would like to see Prison of Elders redone. Yes, I'd like to see Crota reworked into a dungeon. But at that point, if yeah. they were to do this, they would almost certainly have to charge another like 10, 15 bucks for a content drop. Yeah, but all those weapons are already in, you know, like anything that matters is already in 
Destiny 2, you know? Yeah, I, I, I would largely agree. Um, like, what are you going to bring I'd over? Like... No, no Land Beyond? Gross. No, keep that out, too. Universal I'd like to see. I'd like to see the exotic swords brought over, even though we have things that definitely do their functions now. Yeah, uh, I think especially like raise. Even if it was just raise lighter, I think raise lighter is important enough because that's Shax's personal sword. Mm-hmm. I think that could be a really cool quest line you could do eventually. Like, you know, when Shax say Shax helps out one of the next seasons in Lightfall, and it's like you know, well, we have to build up our arsenals again. Blah blah blah. Like you should take this blade. I'm returning it to you. I, I took it during the the fight for the tower, and you know now it's it's yours again. Something like that. I don't know. There. This is why I don't write Destiny. I, I would come up with shitty plot threads. Uh, let, let's head to the lore quarter before I start uh, dozing off it. on us. Let's do it. Jo- Josh, Josh needs to go to bed. I'm talking very rapidly right now because I can feel the, the sleep yeah. coming on. Look, it's okay. It's okay. Invective would be a cool SIVA shotgun, but I wouldn't, that wouldn't be the... I really think if they did... Final thoughts on SIVA. If they were to do a SIVA weapon, I think that there are couple of logical choices it would probably be uh, a fast firing weapon i think at first yeah um such as an auto rifle an smg or a trace route i still think trace rifle is the thing because that's so unique yeah and trace rifles you can do almost anything with uh i feel like it would not be a glaive it would not be a sword i don't think no and i just don't know that it makes sense with anything else yeah it also depends on like so, like I know we need, want to go to the lower corner and get off this topic, but it mm. also depends on like what does strand actually do? Like what are like are we? Gonna That's get, true. That's true. Are we going to get strand weapons? Like what? Like what are we going to see from that? Too? So you know, maybe we'll revisit this when Lightfall comes out and we know what strand does exactly. You know, because I read what yesterday that the the grappling hook actually acts as a grenade too in in some capacity so okay <laughs> yeah I, I i would agree with that so. let's hit it lore corner lore corner uh this is uh the first page out of uh the new book called above all else uh i'm very excited uh reading this this piece it's a long one so i think this is going to be the only one we do this week but uh I think it's important. Uh, so here we go. I, I'm pretty sure this is about Mithrax, by the way. Yeah, Mithrax. But I, I haven't been able to tell, like, for sure, but I want to say that it's Mithrax. Um, my family ma- named me Ithrix, Sturdy Heart, and held me aloft in the shadow of the Great Machine. My birth name was chosen to extol my strength as a hatchling. My chosen name would be aspirational. Or, excuse, yeah, my chosen name would be aspirational. On the day of my third molting, I chose the name Enox. Gentle hands. I would be the greatest weaver our house had ever known. I was so sure of it. Then our world ended. Then, I was sure of nothing. Hang on. Now, of course, you know, now everything wants to just, like, go to hell. Yeah. All right, everything good? Yeah, yeah hang on, that shit's fucking up for me. My browser decided it wants to. This particular tab wants to mess up. It doesn't want to scroll down. 
All right. I think I got it fixed. Um, the end of our civilization came from the outside in. It was like a hand slowly closing around a throat. At first, it didn't feel real. Reese was gone. My house was trapped aboard a catch, knowing there was nothing at our backs. For so long, we broadcasted distress calls into the dark, hoping for others on the long drift to find us and offer succor. Help never came. Every satellite world we visited, the story was the same. Desolation, death, despair. Weeks of searching turned into years, and I feared we were the only ship that slipped between those proverbial fingers of destruction. Were we the last? We had to continue hoping it wasn't so. As we drifted among the stars, we inevitably lost members of our house along the way. I wove the finest memorial shrouds for the dead so they could meet in secure or they could rest in security and peace. Then as the egg cloth ran out, we could not give them the dignity of binding. My gentle hands were eventually used to separate dead meat from car from uh, carpus. We would not starve in the dark. My son was brought into a world of isolation, abandonment, and suffering. I should have crushed his egg and woven it into the cloth. A regret I will always carry. My sentimentality for the old world worn one out and bitter hope for the future stayed my hand. I named him after my father. I did not know if we would carry on our house's tradition of birth names and chosen names. What purpose did it serve now? What did it matter? My son's father died weeks after the birth. He was not missed. It was better that way. His death was something I did not regret. It was years before we encountered another catch. It bore the sigil of the House of Dancers, renowned for their skill with machines and their generosity to those in need. Their Kel agreed to send an emissary to discuss our needs. I knew this emissary, Aramis, from when we were children. All I knew of her in adulthood was that she had a wife and a hatchlings. I had hoped the whirlwind had taken it all from her. I hated myself for wanting that. Aramis was no longer the meek child I once knew. That much was certain when I greeted her aboard my catch. She brought two hatchlings with her, just barely old enough to walk on their own. They are mischievous little things, the round one constantly trying to tug the taller one's arms off, until Aramis disciplined them. I carried my son swaddled to my chest as a show of trust. Negoti negotiations between us were tense. I quickly realized the House of Dancers had no interest in sharing their resources, but rather in assessing our own vulnerabilities. When it was clear to Aramis we could not easily be disabled and stripped of our ether, we found a compromise. House of Dancers would be supplied with materials for repairs, and in turn, we would take on some of their people, along with a fractional store of ether. She was sending them to die with us rather than condemn them to the cold and uncaring depths of space where her people could see. I learned who Aramis had become and what ideals she looked by. Two hands in greeting, two hands concealed. It was an inequitable deal, and Aramis knew it. Your alternative is death, she offered me. A coward's voice slipped out of my mouth when I declined that choice. I asked her where her wife was, hoping I would inspire her to feel for a moment as hopeless as I did. She did not so much as flinch, then foisted the two hatchlings onto me. They were not hers, as I had assumed, but the first of the House of Dancers that we would take in the exchange. Too many hands, not enough ether to go around. The simplest solution was also the most difficult one. We had to find a way to thin our numbers again. So this is kind of some of the first lore that we've had that really deals with the immediate, like, post-collapse world um, of the Elixni. And, man, you want to talk about some absolutely horrifying storytelling. This is it. Mm -hmm. Like, this is absolutely the thing. Um, and I don't really know how to deal with this because... 
as we all know, Mithrax has done some pretty dark shit. We don't know if this is Mithrax or not, but he becomes hardened through something. And I actually am kind of believing this may not be Mithrax, even though the name is very similar, simply because him and Spider, uh, according to the lore, basically came up in the House of Wolves together. They served under Skolas mm-hmm. until the House of Wolves fractured. Um, and Mithrax, as we know, you know, was changed when he met uh, Sigurido. And of course, you know, Spider went off and, you know, did his own thing in the Tangled Shore for how many, you know, centuries, how many, like, hundreds of years, probably at least three or four hundred. Right. And we know that the House of Wolves force at one point was big enough to destroy the city until Mira, until uh, not Mira, Mara intervened. So I think this this gives an interesting glimpse, though, like it kind of comes back to something that Saint said. Saint says at one point to Mithrax in Season of the Splicer, you know, I watched I, I watched so many of your commanders eat meat off the bones of dead humans, especially children. And Mithrax takes quite offense to that. He was like, well, I never, you know, I never did that. You know, and uh, it's been decreed throughout House Light that we are not doing this anymore and this and that. Anyone who does is, you know, basically you're out. Mm-hmm. So... For me, I think being able to glimpse into these other cultures is fascinating because we got a whole lot of cabal lore between Chosen and Risen that was all about, you know, what was going on. And then in Duality, we got an entire lore book that you collect uh, with all the memories and stuff. And it's all Callus's perception of Keitel mm-hmm. and memories of Keitel and whatnot. You know, we just went through healing three characters of their traumas. Maybe we got to bring everyone in here. You know, who's who's going to go pick up uh, Mithrax and be like, hey, man, you want to talk? Yeah. Um, and I think Mithrax himself, like, even if this isn't him, has become such an imposing figure. You know, Spider tries to pull a fast one over on everyone at the end of this mission. And uh, he basically, a crow is ready to throw hands. And I'm pretty sure I would pick him in a fight. Yeah. So there you have it. Whoever I'm, this is, new Aramis. Yeah. We back in the olden days. Watch this just be Tanex, but like spelled differently. Yeah, gross. Of course it would gross. be. Gross. Classic, would Classic. Classic Bungie. Classic. Classic Bungo. Classic Bungo. Watch that be the next Numskull statue, by the way. It's just Tanex. I'd be so mad. I would never buy another one. <laughs> Until the next one. Yeah. Uh, uh, Corey, get us out of here. All right. Uh, I want to thank everybody for watching and or listening to this episode of Tower Casuals. Uh, you can follow us Just on Twitter. Listening. Yeah. Uh, well, the the audio will go up on a some sort of mm-hmm. video ish mm-hmm. on YouTube. Gotcha. Not us. Just like a still image or something. You know. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, we'll be returning to video form next week. Uh, by the way. YouTube only need 14 more subscribers for that sweet, sweet URL. So if you want to head on over there and hit that subscribe button. Um, I did want to drop one quick note. I, I just forgot. I forgot about this. We were talking about it in this, the Discord earlier uh, today. Uh, I got to find the post again. Um, Ronnie posted this last night in the Discord, and it kind of took off um, on social media today. Um, oh, the gold the, the gold shader yes thing. there was a uh there, there's a father who plays destiny who's uh 
daughter, I believe, passed away uh, in 2020, and uh, to uh, Ewing's uh, sarcoma, which is a uh, an aggressive pediatric cancer, um, and he uh, had gotten his group uh, in Dad's Destiny the year before to uh, go gold during the month of September because it's Childhood Cancer Awareness Month, and the gold is the color associated with it. Um, and there, it it went pretty viral. Um, there were people picking up on it and retweeting it today um, to the point where Bungie employees uh, were catching on and being like, yeah, we're going to do like a lot of big Bungie accounts were like, you know, posting picture, not big Bungie accounts, I guess, but big uh, Destiny players were posting images of like their raid team going into King's Fall wearing all gold armor. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you see a lot of gold in the tower and you or end if or you want to participate uh that is there um i wanted to make sure we got that out there i meant to do it at the top of the show and completely forgot until now yeah uh yeah so wear gold uh this is a good good thing uh spread awareness and this is uh it's a sad story but it's also an inspiring story i would say so yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. D- people at Dado was at, Dado was asking. Uh, some reporters from The Verge were tweeting about it. Uh, the Dest- uh, Destiny memes account, uh, Rogue Energy, uh, was oh, tweeting cool. about. There, there were a lot of people who were all over this today. Yeah. Um, so I, I love things like this. This is part of what I love about this community. And the person who really got it to spread was someone who does not play Destiny. Uh, but they saw it on Reddit and retweeted it. Um, Ammunition uh, ha- had retweeted it last night, and it's got twenty thousand uh, likes and like ten thousand retweets so far. So, uh, yeah, and uh, it gained traction initially off the Destiny Fashion subreddit. So, uh, th- this community can be very good. Um, there are people tagging uh, the community managers in this, and. Uh, I kind of want to share Liana's answer here as to why uh, they weren't recognizing it in game or anything like that. Uh, she says, uh, "Hey, we uh, we can't recognize it in game or uh, post on the main Bungie page because we get asks like that a lot, and we can't do all of them. We would need an entirely other an entire other studio to be able to. What we can do is amplify, which many of us are, and encourage our community to do the same. Conga line in the tower later on? Question uh, mark. That." I think that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. That makes that makes a lot of sense. There's tons of gold shaders. Dado points out there's tons of gold shaders. Go crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm wearing one. So I, I will be wearing the next time I log in, I'll be doing I mean, even Xbox was getting in on this, so Yeah. Uh yeah. yeah. So, so wear gold. Wear gold. Uh Anyways, yeah, uh, so you can follow us on Twitter at Tower Casuals. You can join our Discord. It's a really fun Discord. I'm actually really finding myself uh, participating on Discord way more than I normally do. So, yeah, uh, same, big same. Yeah, it's fun. So join the Discord. Uh, leave us a five-star rating or review if you listen on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Josh? Thank you for your time again tonight, as always. Uh, I know you're tired and busy and moving and stressed. I promise this will be the last time that I'm half asleep during an episode. Uh, I will be back in new digs next week. 
uh, maybe have some of my uh, some of my fun toys back up on my walls. But yes, for now I uh, I rest. It is nine o'clock, and I will be in bed as soon as this is done. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, you can find me at I am Corey HD on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, like, subscribe, share, rate, and review wherever you listen. I want to thank everybody for watching and or listening. And until next time, we love you. Goodbye. Bye bye now. Bye bye.